It's Friday, June 29th, 2018, and welcome to episode 213 of Tech Talk for Teachers. I'm Tom Grissom. And I'm Cindy Rich. Hey, Cindy's back. Yay! So this time we're going to be talking about some summer changes and things. We uh, just recorded our episode, and for the first time, I think, in 213 episodes, (laughs) uh, I forgot to hit the record button on one of those. So I'm looking over here, and we are recording, right, Cindy? That's right. The light is blinking. No, it's not blinking. It's solid. See, on my recorder, solid is recording. Blinking is not. Uh See, that confused me. After 213 episodes, you'd think I'd have this figured out. You would. But anyway, uh, we'll go ahead and begin. We're going to talk a little bit, summertime, a little bit more relaxed. So we've got some topics out there, kind of continuation from our May episode on professional development. Mm-hmm. Cindy's going to talk a little bit about EdCamp. Uh, yeah, and, and the winding down of TPSEIU. Yeah, our Teaching with Primary Sources grant, some changes and things that are going there, some college restructuring and things. So a little bit of change for everybody this yeah, summer. Yeah, so when you said summer is a little more relaxed... <laughs> That's a that's all in the, your perspective. That's right. That's a point of view, I guess. So we'll go ahead and get started. So here we go. All right, we're back for another episode, and we have Dr. Cindy Rich with us. Hello, Cindy. Good morning. It's been a while. It has. It has. Time's like flying by. We were just talking about how you know years turn into decades and yeah. you've been doing this for a long time yeah been been going on for a while and it, it is the summertime so it's a little bit more relaxed and you know some people lay off over the summer right i never have because there's always something new to learn i guess <laughs> and i just kind of have that streak going i think we're 10th going into the 11th year that we've done a podcast every month for the last 11 years that's so that's amazing so we're keeping the streak alive for that's, the summertime yay so the the title of this episode is going to be summer changes and uh, in our uh, previous episode back in May we had uh, uh, Dr. Newton Key and Dr. Elder on talking about the Faculty Summer Institute and some of the some of the summer professional development opportunities that were available and summertime is prime time for professional development for teachers so I thought we would continue along that line along with some other summer changes because in the uh, IT world, both the information technology and the instructional technology world, a lot of changes happen over summertime. They do. They do. Yeah, people don't realize how schools are still buzzing during the summer just without children. Yeah, there, there is no downtime in the, in the <laughs> IT world anymore. So one of the things I want, because the last episode we did mention that we're, we had our EdCamp upcoming Mm -hmm. it is now the end of june and we just finished we did it was it was so much fun they always are we're getting a lot of younger teachers and new teachers which we're seeing a lot of new teachers in illinois which is a good thing and that but um man the energy at that is just so awesome it's such a wonderful morning and that and so just to experience that but to also hear teachers talking about what is important to them and it's their day-to-day experiences in the classroom the theory and all that is great and research but for them they were just talking about the real issues that teachers work with 
and you know their successes and their struggles and all, all of that and learning from each other it's that teachers teaching teachers mm -hmm. and i thought this year's event everybody is a little bit more laid back i think this time and i i, I think at least in the in the uh, sessions that i attended i thought the conversations were a lot deeper than what they've been in the past very good um i went to uh, uh you know well, we have 15 sessions mm -hmm. so you know we had <laughs> over three different hours so you could only go maximum of three and that's always a challenge you know going picking which one you want to go to but everybody had a voice nice so i i thought that went really well you know we had some on motivation we had some uh different uh technologies there wasn't a lot on technology this time i didn't think uh, cell phones was one that seemed to be a popular topic yeah. and that's kind of split i don't know if it's 50 50 but in the two camps it's like put them away or let's use them for learning right and well and that was the topic it's like okay how do we use them to enhance learning and then also how do we deal with disciplinary right. issues and control right the use and that was a very productive because i was in that session for from from my perspective as well as from everybody in the room to kind of see and that was the other thing that was different this time is we had such a broad district i mean we had what 20 different districts mm -hmm. as a teacher it's tough to talk to the person next door to you right but then having an opportunity to talk to somebody in a different district and again in a you know disciplinary you know rules or whatever procedures for cell phones and things that was again eye-opening i think to a lot of the individuals in that session yeah it's always interesting because sometimes teachers don't realize or don't aren't aware of what's going on in another school right and so another teacher can say, well, we do this, and this has worked, and this hasn't. And, and so it's it's kind of cool to hear about those other experiences. We get in our ruts doing the same mm -hmm. thing the same way. Mm -hmm. And so it's nice to hear from somebody else that's in the trenches. Mm -hmm. And the other thing, just yesterday, I believe, or the day before, we're coming up at the end of June here, the other big conference, the mega conference out there mm -hmm. in the in the educational technology space is ISTE, the International Society for Technology and Education, and that occurred up in Chicago this week. Unfortunately, I couldn't attend, but again, with social media and all of these technologies that we have available to us, do not let that stop you from your own professional development. Absolutely. And that was the other thing, and I need to follow up on my own advice here. Uh, we used Twitter and Facebook, and we had the, the hashtag EdCampEIU. We did. So there's some resources and things out there for those on social media, for those yeah. platforms. And ISD, you know, kind of a natural fit for, for that audience. And the hashtag, if you're out there uh, doing searches, is ISD, I-S-T-E-18. And then uh, hashtag, uh, the one that I often use is not at ISD 18. <laughs> Because nice. there's kind of this parallel conference right. going on for all of all of us that can't make it uh, to those, and oftentimes those resources shared out there, particularly immediately after, during, and immediately after, if you can kind of harvest some of those nuggets. Yes. And uh, you know, I use Digo as like a bookmarking service. So whenever I find something of interest, I'll just bookmark it out there, put a little hashtag is the 18 on it. And then whenever I jogs my memory that, oh, yeah, I remember seeing something about that. At least I can find it. Uh, or then oftentimes I'll put the, the more in-depth things into a one-note notebook. Well, and it's, yeah, it's nice to be able to have access to those resources even though you're not there. And, you know, teachers and folks in technology are so willing to share and that and, and for free, yeah. which is amazing. So... Yeah, and it's, you know, ISTE is just 
blows your mind because I've been once. You and I talked mm-hmm. about it, and it was just overwhelming. Oh my goodness! It was there was so much that it just made your mind spin. Yeah, and that so, but it is cool. And then you and I talked too because I was just thinking with your hashtags. Previously, I had only had a Twitter account for Ed Camp EIU and that, but this year I added Facebook, and mm-hmm. it's, you know, you and I have talked about the audiences mm-hmm. for different social media and that, and how I've, in my mind, more would use Twitter, and more and more of our students and younger people are using Twitter, but a lot of teachers are still using Facebook. Yeah. And getting information from that. Yeah, because I think Twitter started in 2006, 2007, Mm -hmm. and that time frame really became popular 2007, 2008. But it was just the opposite back then. Right. It was all the young'uns were on Facebook. Right. And all the old folks were on Twitter. And I I, I do think that's kind of switched a (laughs) little bit. Absolutely, it has. And we talk about being in a rut. Uh, Of course, part of social media is building an audience or a following. Not that that's the purpose of doing that. But what is so wonderful about it is you develop a network of experts over time that you have these go-to people that whenever you run into a situation that you're just one little mention away from, hey, how did you conquer this problem? Getting some feedback. Instead of spending a day and a half on it, they can tell you in five minutes how to. Well, and then I mentioned I'd seen on the news or on Today's Show or something about VidCon Mm -hmm. and these celebrities superstars mm-hmm. in the snapchat instagram world and all of that and how you know they would have millions mm-hmm. of followers yeah. and it's like that's a whole nother yeah world that's yeah, out there outs- outside of education but the the video you know youtube and vimeo and some of the some of the other services out there flipgrid uh is is another one they're just so easy to use that the technology right. has faded into the background that we don't even think about it anymore. Correct. But really, it's so easy. You can essentially have your own personal TV station out there <laughs> as these you know, YouTubers out there right. uh, have been doing for years. And now, I mean, that technology is suddenly within reach of a 12-year-old easily. Yeah, yeah. And so you have what they're calling these, you know, they have these social influencers. Mm-hmm. And that's a, you know, that's, that's a new language that's mm-hmm. coming with the evolution of this technology. Mm-hmm. It's pretty exciting that we're part of it and our students are coming to our classrooms so comfortable yeah. with it. Yeah, I, you know, sometimes you hear that it's like, I'm bored. It's like, how can you possibly be bored in this, <laughs> in this day and age? There's always something new to learn. And just to click away at that just takes a little bit of a curious mind to do it. It does. Uh, some other summer changes and things, uh, I think I'll go ahead and mention. Uh, here at EIU, we're currently undergoing a little bit of a restructuring as we realign some colleges and things. So there's going to be some changes along those lines. And then uh, for you, Cindy, you've been uh, director of the TPS grant for I don't know how many years now? Since January of 2004. So. Wow. Just a couple years ago. Yeah. We were talking earlier. Exactly. Wow, over can I say over a decade? It's like do you feel older now? I do. I do. My my you know, kids were little when yeah. I started this and now they're grown and we're empty nesters and it's yeah. like, how in the world did that happen? But uh, that grant's coming to an end. That's through the Library of Congress. Do you wanna say a little bit? Uh, the resources will still be available out there online. They will, they will, yeah. We were um we are teaching with primary sources or we're T P S E I U. And so, man, it's been a great run. And so we will officially end August 17th, but our website will still be up there. But the Library of Congress is keeping, you know, it alive. And um, there's all kinds of online professional development 
But, yeah, the biggest thing, just go play on their mm -hmm. website, and teachers can find just amazing resources that are free. Right. And that free is so important. Yeah. And so, but you can do those multimedia things. You can do those kinesthetic hands-on activities. And, you know, even it means printing things out and letting them highlight and annotate. But just, you know, our learners are changing, and we have to change how we teach mm -hmm. if we're going to make it work. So... So yeah, so it, it's it's the end of this, and I'll be teaching full time, and it's going to be different. Yeah, but yeah. change is good. Yep, the only thing constant is change. That's so, right. so uh, as, as you can tell, we have uh, many many different things going on. Some changes underway, and again, I particularly uh, take summertime, relax a little bit. But I mean, it, it, you're just in a little bit different frame of mind, I think, over the summertime. Yeah. And I actually solved a problem the other day I've been working on for six months. And it's funny the way the mind works. You're just thinking about something in the background and then suddenly you have this eureka moment. And it's <laughs> like, so I had that feeling this week and it was a very, very good feeling that you really cracked a, you know, a tough problem. Yeah, so. good job. So uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up this segment. So if you're out there trying to learn something, make sure you follow some of those social media tags and uh, YouTube and it's you know what no matter what your subject area there's always something new to learn all right take two my technology pick of the week uh, Cindy's over here laughing because I forgot to press record on that one should have heard that one that was the best one we've ever done it was awesome it was amazing Okay, so I just mentioned that we, you know, I make sure I hit record here. So uh, my technology pick of the week this week is a combination of uh, three or four different things. I mentioned in the last segment that I'd solved a problem that has been a problem for me for the last six months or so. I had uh, purchased a set of mixed reality goggles back over Christmas time, and I've been trying to find a way that I could share that experience with others, like in a YouTube video. Well, I finally figured out a way to do it, and uh, I've got a link in the show notes. If you go out and watch this little video, it's like seven minutes long. That's just an overview of what a virtual environment is. And in Windows Mixed Reality, you have this concept of a cliff house. It's like this architectural house up on a cliff. Mm -hmm. And the operating system, you walk from room to room, and you can pin different apps to walls and different things. So you can dedicate rooms for like different purposes. Okay. It's kind of a hard concept to wrap your head around, and everybody's, you know, in education, it's like, okay, what's the educational applications for that? Well, in this video, I did a demonstration of using OneNote and using Microsoft Edge and using a YouTube Video 360 uh, video out there to see things, you know, 360 degrees and three-dimensional view. And as I turn my head, the field of view is constantly changing, right. just like in the real world, but it's virtual reality. So that's some intriguing possibilities in education, and we're just in the early days of this. So if you go out and watch that video, the other thing I demonstrated was dictation within OneNote, uh, where with these goggles, I can't see my keyboard, so I'm not a very good touch typist. I can't type while I have these goggles on, but now with dictation in OneNote, in the One, Windows 10 OneNote app, and then also in Word Online, uh, I can speak and my voice will be converted into uh, into text, voice typing. Very cool. And then also the immersive reader is the reverse of that where it will read aloud. And then I always call immersive reader the uh, karaoke for reading because it highlights the words one at a time mm -hmm. as it's read back to you. And that is 
an educational example out there where you can go in and like with OneNote, if you're providing feedback to students, I'm finding dictation so accurate and so quick that I can provide much more feedback, me speaking, than sitting there typing, you know, in the student's OneNote page. So there's definitely some uh, educational implications for that as well. So that's my tech pick. Be sure to check out the uh, show notes for that link. Very cool. All right. Well, my tech pick is a little different than an app or anything like that. But I was going to just the topic we talked about earlier was social influencers or social media influencers and who our kids, who our students are listening to, but also who teachers are listening to. That we've all, you know, found blogs or somebody on Twitter or someone on Instagram or Pinterest or whatever and that and so identifying who these influencers are and who the influencers who the influencers are in our own schools and that which teachers are helping create the culture that we want in our schools and it doesn't have to be on social media or technology it's just in person as well and how we can help drive mm -hmm those influences that are happening in our schools and so you know when we were in high school it was you know the popular kids and things that would wear something and all that well now our students are being influenced by people who they will never ever meet in person and may live in a different country maybe 10 years older or young what who knows mm -hmm. and that and so it's just important that we have influencers within our own buildings and within our own classrooms yeah and and you know in in the world out there the influencers have become so much more sophisticated and they are taking advantage of this technology incredibly it's a you know a great marketing tool oh absolutely and those of them that have you know millions of followers and things mm -hmm. out there on youtube or facebook or wherever uh, you know, they're using the power of that social media to drive, you know, their marketing message or whatever, whatever the message uh, happens to be. And we teachers have that ability as well to harness that. Uh, there was a book years ago, and I can't remember the name of it. If, I'll, I'll think of it and I'll put the link in the show notes. Do you remember uh, Malcolm Gladwell? Yes. Had a book. I can't remember what the name of the book was. I don't know that it was The Outliers, uh, but he was talking about he called them mavens. Mm -hmm. the the influencers mm -hmm. and again this has been a decade plus ago probably hasn't mm -hmm. it uh but I'll, I'll i'll think of the title for that and put it in the show yeah. notes out there well and the thing is you know in the world that we live in in our schools too that helping our kids understand that they can be influencers for good yeah and for positive yeah having and that positive digital footprint absolutely and so to help you know in each classroom that everyone can be a positive influencer that each one of them has a role yeah and that yeah. and so that you know just that maybe it's just the title social influencer yeah. that just really is sticking with me but and regardless of the audience size i mean everybody's an influencer absolutely out there and for our pre-service teachers out there at EIU, I mean, it's just so incredibly important for them to have that positive, positive digital footprint yes. uh, because that's going to follow them, you know, throughout, throughout their career and just to always be aware of that. Absolutely. That wraps it up for episode 213 of Tech Talk for Teachers. For show notes, please visit the EIU ITC website at eiu.edu slash ITC and click on the Tech Talk for Teachers link. Until next time, 
This is Tom Grissom. And Cindy Rich. Keep Keep on on learning. learning.